Welcome to Business Playmakers, the podcast that meets with innovators, trailblazers, and leaders to learn about their experience and what success really means. Hosted by entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Business Playmakers is presented by the Employer Blueprint. Employer Blueprint is dedicated to management and leadership development through one-on-one coaching and group seminars. You can find free resources from Employer Blueprint through YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And for more information, simply visit employerblueprint.com. Hey, this is your host, Kyle Gorman, and I'm pleased to introduce you to today's business playmaker, Amanda Owen. Amanda was a multi-year all-state competitive softball player in high school, and that drive and that passion led right into her professional career. So she actually went to school to get a degree in special education, which she successfully accomplished and was in the school systems to start her career out, but continued to feel that she could do more to give back and to help individuals with intellectual disabilities. And so that led to this idea idea and this concept that she had for what later became the nonprofit that she founded and continues to run today called Puzzle Pieces. And so the first thing I, I want to encourage you to do is when you have a chance, uh, go check out www.puzzle-pieces.org and, and learn more about that organization and what she's been able to build there. But uh, Amanda, through building this organization, has built an amazing name for herself and has been able to share her story. And I'm pleased that she uh, was able to take the time to come meet with us and share with you her story and her passion. Um, her passion and drive are, are rare. They're infectious and, and so inspiring. And so it's such an honor for me to have the opportunity to meet with her. I think you're going to love the story that she has. And And I hope that it inspires you not only from a business perspective of what can you do to help grow and develop and drive your business, but more importantly, what can you do to give back to others? What can you do to support others in your community that need support? Hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, Amanda, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and kind of sharing your story. And and, um, I know it's been kind of interesting. You've had a, a very unique journey. And uh, into in where you are today and what you've been able to build and establish. And I know you've got a lot of future plans from there as well. So um, as we just kind of dive right in, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your professional experience and kind of what that journey's looked like to this point in your life? Um, well, I'm honored that I'm on here. It's, um, it's definitely a pleasure. Um, you know, I, I go and speak a lot about where I came from and, and it comes more driven from passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what has led me up to this point, my passion for individuals with special needs. Um, so I started off as a special education teacher. And um, as that teacher, I wanted to do that because I have a brother with special needs. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to give back and teach people like my brother. So mm-hmm. that got me involved in teaching. Yeah. And when I taught for six years in that, that role, I realized like, I want to do more. Yeah. Um, and realizing that there was a need um, in our community, especially to reaching um, individuals with special needs beyond that in the classroom mm-hmm. um, and helping to support their families. So that really, that started my, in looking at, you know, administrators and principals Mm -hmm. and in our community as a whole, just kind of thinking outside that box of like, what can I do next to fulfill the lives of individuals with special needs, which led me to, um, you know, founding, find in establishing puzzle pieces. Yeah. 
Yeah. So tell tell me a little bit about Puzzle Pieces. So um, we're excited that we just celebrate our fifth year yeah. anniversary. So it's hard to believe, but. Um, whenever I was a, a school teacher, I realized that a lot of other families um, had the same needs that my families had mm-hmm. or my personal family. Um, so, and what was I preparing their life for after um, high school? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that answer and I didn't like that there wasn't an answer out there. Mm-hmm. So whenever I realized there was a need, I just figured out, okay, how can I surround myself with people um, that would help me fulfill this need in our community. Right. And um, that led me to, uh, I mentored with um, SCORE. It mm-hmm. was um, out of the chamber, kind of did yeah. a- um, so It was like for small business? Yes, and it was like, like free. Men- yes, yeah. it was like yeah. kind of free. Um, they yeah. were retired business people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those two gentlemen, I sat down, because initially I was like, okay, here's a need, I'm gonna make a business out of it. Yeah. Um, but then when talking with them, I realized that I didn't want to make a profit. I didn't want money. I wasn't doing it to yeah. be for the money. I was doing it because there was a need and I had a love for individuals with special needs. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they were like, have you ever thought about a nonprofit? And I'm like, no, I didn't know that there, I didn't know a nonprofit could operate as a business. Right. Right. And so yeah. I was, I was very intrigued by that. And then that started the exploration of how do you run a nonprofit? How yeah. do you apply for a nonprofit? And yeah. so we created the mission, we created the vision yeah. and we went from there and I shared, I'll never forget. I had um, a parent meeting where I was like, okay, I'm going to invite these parents that mm-hmm. I know that they have children or adults and children with special needs. Yeah. And there was 32 individuals that showed up just through my connection with either my brother or uh, um, being a teacher at that point. Yeah had a meeting kind of shared with what my vision and my mission was and what I wanted to open. And they're like, Oh my gosh, yes, we need this. We need this. And it kind of steered my of opening puzzle pieces, which is an activity day center for individuals with special needs. That's awesome. Um, and we've yeah. grown that over the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Really, <laughs> that's really neat. Yeah. So it's, uh, um, I'm sure a lot has changed in the last five years as far as kind of that, that initial focus and just this, um, I mean, truly to be able to see something from idea and concept to brick and mortar building and people and, and um, it, it's, it's a lot in five years. It's a lot of uh, change and growth and experience. So I, I commend you for that. That's, that's <laughs> Thank neat. You. So through the course of your career, you know, are there any mentors that really stand out for you that, that have helped you along the way? Um, you know, like I said, I, I originally started with this, the score, just knowing that this was here and there was two gentlemen um, that, you know, I don't want to say their names, but there was two mm-hmm. gentlemen that really kind of inspired me to, well, go into this nonprofit and hear yeah. how, how you do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to be, I guess, cliche and say, you know, my families and things like that, mm-hmm. but there has been significant roles of one um, was a parent um, of one of my students who really just really had me think outside the box of mm-hmm. understanding people with special needs. Yeah. Um, and then mentoring of some of my peers who um, were successful business people. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and surrounding myself, always having those talks of like, well, how did you right. how did you do this? Like, yeah. what steps did you take? Yeah. Um, in referencing that, but then I had this one college professor that really, she spent a lot of time with me um, and I actually went back to get my master's and she mm-hmm. was my mentor there as well, but yeah. um, Dr. Bowman was her name and she really just inspired me to 
continue to think outside that box mm-hmm. and pushing me to, I guess, go down a path that wasn't original to everybody else. Right. Because I looked at individuals with special needs a little bit different. And that is my profession. I know that I keep referencing that, but that my profession has been the impact of changing people's lives and yeah. families with yeah. people with special needs. And just her mentorship of just encouraging um, and I guess reinforcing that I was on the right track of mm-hmm. not going with what the trend was yeah, yeah. and really going back to my heart and seeing everybody as if it was my brother right? and staying true to what um, I'll never forget. I was a school teacher and things weren't going well. I almost quit my first year of teaching because it was so hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that those first couple of years. Are oh yeah. yeah. It, when you're, when you're yeah. learning yourself. Right. Um, and I'll never forget calling her. I'm like, okay, so many people are telling me this, but I just, she's like, follow your heart, do yeah. what you know is right. Yeah. And that right there, I still go back to that conversation. Mm-hmm. And that was almost 10 years ago yeah. um, of just inspiring me to kind of, follow my heart and just because it might not be the same viewpoints as somebody else right that somehow it will it will it will be what it needs to be yeah yeah that's that's great that's excellent uh and it's good to have people in your life that can um that can help steer you in those directions just provide those insights that maybe you don't get from just everybody um uh and especially that that tell you to kind of buck the trend i think that's always good because um, so, you know, the trend isn't right for everybody. So. Ooh, and bucking that trend sometimes and being the rookie on the block, yeah. ooh, it, it can be a little rock, <laughs> a little, rocky. A little overwhelming sometimes. Yes, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Um, well, so through the course of your career, whether it be through education or, or, or with puzzle pieces either way, um, are there any kind of pinnacle or peak moments that you've experienced that um, just sort of that moment that you know you'll never forget, that this was a really big win for you? Wow, that's a tough question. Um I think for me um, was more of just understanding the impact mm-hmm. that I was having in, in at puzzle pieces of reckon, hearing the impact and the feedback from not only my staff. I thought I was going to change the lives of people that I served, right? And that right. was what I wanted to change those lives. But I think the moment that I received feedback from a parent of mm-hmm. crying and realizing that I changed their entire life by just helping to support through the service. Right, right. And then a staff member, you know, going on to pursue their dream and always coming back to like, mm-hmm. we still have this one staff member. Um, she was there from the get go. And every year when we celebrate our year, we, there's a card that comes in the mail and she tells me where she's at in her life. Wow. And what an impact. And she still yeah. congratulates us and yeah. she follows us and like, that to me is an epic win, no matter how many fails I have at this point, because yeah. there is probably more of that. Yeah. But to realizing that every day I move to have that much of an impact right. on the people that maybe are not just getting our service, mm-hmm. but the, our employees, the community members, mm-hmm. and most importantly, the family. So yeah. I think that's been that that epic win, I guess, mm-hmm. for me, Yeah, um, is just knowing that Every day in the triumph, you know, the, the victories and the struggles and the challenges, you know, there's somebody that's happy about it, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and hearing that sometimes is beneficial. Yeah, uh, that's great. And I know, um, you know, before we got on air, we were kind of talking about some just some management things. And, um, and and that's one thing I think it's easy for people to lose sight of is the impact that a great manager can have on someone's life um, because they spend so much time with these people. and. Um, 
And, and I think that it's easy to lose sight of that, but the impact that someone can really have on an individual's life and just their, their personal well-being and, you know, even just their, their kind of general health. Um, and, uh, and that so, so many times in that type of role, when you're leading people, um, uh, it's, it's important to keep that in mind, just mm-hmm. that people are looking for that and, and that you really are making a daily impact on their lives that can really make a difference long term. And people are going to remember you for that. And, um, and you've got to decide whether you're going to make a good impact or a bad impact, oh, but you're going to make an impact right. either way in, right. in a lot of those leadership roles. Um, and so, you know, I, I've often said um, that if you work one day, you fail at something. And so um, through the course of your career, is there any one moment, one particular valley that you faced uh, that hopefully now that you've come out of it, you've, you've learned a lot from it. But is there that one thing that you say, I remember going through this experience. It was awful and terrible. This is the one I'm going to tell my kids about. Like, don't do what mommy did because <laughs> I, I messed up on this one. Do you have that kind of professional fail that you experienced? Well, I have two that I think that it is pivotal. I think with me being a woman, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I don't want to say women, men, no, or anything, some, but a lot of truth to that. Yeah. I, I think that one of my most epic fails um, that I'm I'm still trying to. I think that I'm I'm not naive to know that there's things that you're always, if you're going to be successful, you're always trying to be better at. Right. And I think in a personal, but yet professional is learning how to balance being, you know, young in my marriage Mm -hmm. um, and having two young children Mm -hmm. and realizing that you're, you're building something, you're, Mm -hmm. you're, you're a visionary, like I'm trying to build a vision and a foundation Mm -hmm. of an organization and impact the lives of other people. And sometimes if I'm putting them before my family. Yeah. Um, that realize that the two that matter the most to me are my little ones, mm-hmm. but sometimes not always realizing that somebody else will help me to do that. Right. But not everybody can help me to grow a, a organization. Yeah. And um, learning how to balance that, and I think that one thing was my my fail and my win at the same time mm-hmm. is um, when my little boy said, you know, we I, a client came to live with us mm-hmm. um, while well, he's still living with us. Mm-hmm. And when they were able to relate and ask, is, is he a lot like Uncle Nick Knock? And I knew like my brother has special needs. Yeah. That was the moment that I finally realized that all of the everything come together because right. I was able to give them this sense of experience of who made me who I was. Right, right. And they were to piece that we live each day to better other people. Yeah, yeah. And they knew then why we were, why, and then they connected that to puzzle pieces. Right. And so that was a huge win. Yeah. But then there's part of me like, oh my gosh, did I just do it again? Did I put the lives of other people before my own? Yeah. So it is a balance. So that's kind sure. of been something I've struggled with as a, as a fail, mm-hmm. but then on a professional fail, uh, I hate to say as a fail, I think it's a growth or you need to learn from your mistakes. Yeah. But I recently, you know, in celebrating five years, I'm kind of going back to the heart of where we started mm-hmm. and realizing that the staff that I had when we were very young mm-hmm. in our growth, yeah. I was constantly talking with the staff. I was constantly mm-hmm. with the clients. Right. And I had a staff member, a new staff member come to me and and some of the things that we were doing. And she was like, you know, we just don't see you very much. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, like that, 
-hmm. in trying to grow something, but missing that, that connection that I used to have set really hard with me. And I said, you know, I, I actually just said this in a staff meeting, um, like two months ago, I said, you know, I wish I always wish for more time. Like I, if I had more time, I would spend with you guys right. or I would do this. Yeah. But when you're wishing for it, you're not putting it as a priority to make it a goal to do it. It's right. just a wish and you're not making it a priority. Mm-hmm. So I promised to him then, like I've learned my lesson, like that right. moment when I didn't know the staff that was sitting in front of me Yeah. and I heard it and they didn't know who I was. It's like, okay, that's where I have failed. I have grown mm-hmm. too much and I've been, um, discomplacent. I, yeah, I don't know if that's yeah, the word kind of I'm looking. Spread out and yes. yeah, yeah. So that was a fail for me in that yeah, moment. That makes sense. That makes sense. And again, it's a good lesson learned, and, and um, better to realize it now than three years from now when you realize you really have no idea who these people are around the table. Right. So um, it's good to keep our eyes open. Um, so Amanda, how do you define like you know kind of based on where you are now? How would you define success? Um, that's a tough question, and I realize that everybody has a different definition, but yeah. I look at success, how I look at it now versus how I looked at it a yeah. long time ago. Um, you know, a, a while back, I would think success is, you know, business people that made a bunch of money, yeah. grow some cars, you know, and, and things yeah. like that. But now that I'm truly, I can say that success, it, it's more about quality. And I think yeah. for me, those two words go hand in hand. It's not necessarily about how much you grow or how much the organization's making or in mm-hmm. the, you know, in the black or how many employees you have. It's not those numbers. It's really right. that impact and quality. And if I can walk away and define that my quality, like for example, going back to my fail, mm-hmm. that moment for me was like, wow, I'm right. not being as successful as I want to be and, right. and making sure the quality of the environment and the service that we're providing yeah. is point on to what it really was in my vision and my mission. So I have to sure. kind of go back to that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's where the success is not being able to balance everything, not being able to drive the best car <laughs> or, you know, yeah. have like this ultimate growth because we have grown a lot over the five years, but I keep saying, to everybody and they're like, oh, y'all have been so successful with yeah. opening a new place and things like that and congratulating that. But, you know, and I've been approached with many different things. I'm like, they're like, well, if this is successful, then surely you can you make can this, this successful. Right. right. And I have to go back to what's the definition of that success? Are we success because we're growing and serving more? Right. Or are we successful because of the quality of mm-hmm. what we're doing to be able to have that impact. And right, so right. for me, success goes hand in hand with quality. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's an interesting definition. I like that. Um, and and so I want to touch on this for a second. You talked about, you know, maybe how it's changed and maybe at a different time in your career, this concept of success was about, you know, making the money and growing things and driving sweet cars and doing these types of things. And as that's changed in quality, so let's kind of talk about the evolution of that change a little bit. Um, and 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 we'll maybe if we can step back maybe five and a half years to right before kind of in the in this conceptual um, time of puzzle pieces. Do you think at that point how would you have thought of success then compared to where you are now five years later and you're looking forward to what's our success in the future? How do you think that might have changed? Um. Again, I think it goes back to 
how much of that it goes back to quality i think whenever i first initially started Mm -hmm. the success was just opening the doors Mm -hmm. and starting this glamorous service (laughs) that i was going to change the world and at that point i could not put faces or names to Mm -hmm. what that success was going to be i was looking at numbers i was looking at just a budget plan and staying true to that budget of like how can i just make it happen for the year. Right. So at that year yeah. mark, I was successful because we didn't go under, we didn't file yeah. bankruptcy, <laughs> and we were a little bit sustainable. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, of looking at, so there I was thinking sustainability is success. My success then, or what I defined as success, was just making it, making it happen, to mm-hmm. keep our doors open. Yeah, yeah. And now how to find success goes links back to quality and yeah, we definitely need to keep our doors open, but yeah. now I'm not, I'm not looking at next year of if we're going to keep our doors open, I know right. our doors are stay open. Right. So then now my success determines how many people I impact and can I continue to, I guess, lead people to continue to grow and mm-hmm. making sure that quality is there. Success looks to me totally different in the ability to walk away from this and knowing that it will survive. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, and I think that that happens to, um, you know, it's just people evolve in their career. There, there's different concepts and different modes. And I, I love the fact that, that you talk about maybe kind of early on in your career or, or, or maybe not even from a professional perspective, but just what you thought of kind of quote thought success was, was this kind of, it, it was all financial. Yes. You know, it's all about like, the money and, and the big office and the big house, and the big cars, and just over time, how that changes. Cause I think that happens to a lot of us. Um, and I think it's important for people to hear that, 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 you know, at, at 20 years old and in college, what you think success is going to be by the time you're, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 is, you know, whatever you, that's going to change. Um, and, and, and I think maybe the faster we find and define what that success really is for us, the faster we're going to find success because we'll really understand what that is, what, what that happiness and where it comes from. Um, so what are some keys you think, um, you know, as you've defined success and, and as you've gotten to a point of, of a level of success, and I know that's kind of ever changing, ever evolving, never growing, yes. but what are some keys that you can point back to um, that have contributed to your success to this point? Um, I think surrounding myself with people that, constantly made me define what success is Mm -hmm. and make me look at the future. And some of that was more of those that, um, you know, challenged me in a way that maybe was questioning the success. Yeah. Yeah. And then others that, that was like, you know, gave me the pat on the back and the motivation to continue to go forward. I think it's a good to have that balance, like playing devil's advocate Mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, my husband being one of those, like he, he just now started to grasp and understand that, you know, what makes me happy and what my success is, is not going to help our bank account yeah. any at this point. <laughs> you know, he, right, because right. whenever I'd be like, oh, well, I have this idea, like we're going to open a residential house. And he was yeah. like, okay, so what does that do for you? And I'm like, it doesn't matter what it does for me. Right. Right. Um, so I think that I need that questioning there from him and helping me to constantly go back to my core right and and right. what my heart says and falling with my heart because mm-hmm. he doesn't he's starting to grasp that mm-hmm. but i'm always going to have to answer those questions mm-hmm. i think yeah <laughs> um 
And it's good to have that balance. Absolutely. You, know, you need that grounding in life. That's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that setting around and talking to not people that are changing the lives of individuals with special needs. Right. But I'm just very motivated in my in in be able to do that. I have to be well rounded. Right. In a lot of different um, divisions of my life. So. Yeah trying to have mentors in all different angles, but like how to be a better mom, but a working mom and how to be a better wife, but a working wife and um, how to be a better manager and Mm -hmm. leader amongst an organization to how to fundraise better. And so like, I think the success is understanding that I have to wear a lot of different hats, but if I focus on developing one of those and leave everything else Mm -hmm. out, then there's no way I'll be, very successful down the road then sure. I've, I've narrowed my vision mm-hmm. so I just try to have like my eyes wide open and when I come across somebody in conversation pieces or just in talking with them about what they're doing in their life mm-hmm. I, believe it or not it helps me to navigate my own experience yeah. of success and yeah. even with my employees on the, the most simple basic level you know of them just trying to survive of mm-hmm you know, making not a, not very much money, um, but them surviving helps me kind of go back to my core of like, am I doing everything it needs to take to help them to survive? Mm -hmm. It goes back to what my heart tells me I need to do. Yeah. And I think that that's a, I think that's a critical component in it. And, and, um, you know, it's, it is easy for us to get distracted by the shiny things in life. And, um, uh, you know, the common thread of all of this conversation for you has always been, going back to, to the core, kind of going back to that core focus. And, um, and, and I think that that is a, I think it's a great lesson learned for someone's success is the, the, the best way to define it is to understand what your core focus is, because if you can accomplish your focus, you're going to be successful. That, at that point, it's just, you know, you're sort of um, uh, defining these ancillary things around success. But if you're always focused on that, that just that core function of what's in your gut you want to do, there's going to be some some content some happiness some, and some success in life and um i think it's i think it's a great feedback for people to understand what is it what are you really here for what's your purpose i think it connects back to like i, I was a softball player mm-hmm. i love being around athletes but yeah. i was a softball player and I, I was a pitcher at that point and i was i was very successful in that but realizing there was you know eight people i always say eight people behind me mm-hmm. that helped me to you know, even though um, it was a pitcher catcher game at that point, but mm-hmm. everybody played a role. Right. And I think right. I'd really try to take that as no matter how successful or I tell my staff all the time, like I'm the one that kind of gets to hear from families like, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you right. for everything you've done or, you know, go and have business meetings and things like that and hear what an impact right. maybe um complimenting that success and realizing I'm not really the one that's doing mm-hmm. kind of the heart of that, that job. I'm right. just, um, so I, I, I try to along the way of that success, realizing that people are in my life for mm-hmm. a reason and they're the, the reasons to that success. Yeah. Yeah. They're like team players. Yeah. You have yeah. to surround yourself with the team. Got to surround yourself with a good team. One person can't do it. There's no I in team, right? You're right. You're that right. <laughs> yes. All right, so let's let's look forward a little bit. And um, what do you think the next ten years look like professionally for you? 
Wow. Um, it's funny because I'm developing a committee right now, realizing that it, uh, it's not about me. Right, right. Um, sometimes when you have visions and you have ideas and you can't get them to excel, I realize that I need to be able to f- surround myself with like-minded individuals that they might not know individuals with special needs, but they know success and how um, professionally to look at the next 10 years. Right. So I think for professionally in the next 10 years, it's developing a core of committees and vision committee at that point. Yeah. yeah. But surrounding myself with the ability to develop other people to carry out growth instead of me being the center of and have my hands in a little bit of Mm -hmm. everything of being able to truly develop and grow our organization to impact more people, obviously Mm -hmm. if there's a need, but recognize and being able to recognize when to stop. Right. Um, so that, that quality will not be, um, I guess distorted. Right. Right. Um, so the next 10 years, obviously, I hope growth, but it's just realizing and making sure that I'm still impacting mm-hmm. people's life. And I think that more of a, a creating of awareness, not necessarily awareness of, you know, I realize that puzzle piece is what we're currently doing with our employees. Um, we have a lot of college students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we act as a training ground. And now that I've recognized that, right. I'm really spending a lot of time to create a sense of understanding of people with special needs, especially yeah. that of autism. Yeah. And when they are going to be our future nurses, mm-hmm. our future teachers, yeah. our future future business people of connecting back of what, like how can they in, incorporate mm-hmm. a difference of understanding for people mm-hmm. um, and embrace that within their future. So yeah. hopefully in the next 10 years, I'm continuing to get those letters. Yeah. Uh, every year we celebrate this is how we, yeah. um, because it, yeah. it it's creating a, an environment of love for one another. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. That's great. Um, and so as we look even maybe a little further in the future, um, what does the concept of retirement look like for you? Wow. Tough question, especially for one that, um, I'm struggling right now. We're five years in. I'm still struggling right now to to manage or delegate mm-hmm. um, my role of understanding what the vision is. Because I think when you're looking at someone that's like, I'm a very passionate person. And mm-hmm. if I know there's a need, I want to fulfill that need. Yeah. And yeah. so... Um, Retirement, obviously, you know, I'm putting into like a 401k, <laughs> things like that financially. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know that. Do we ever get to like when you're so fulfilled with what you're doing and you realize that you can impact people? I think that moment of will I ever be able to retire and walk away from puzzle yeah. pieces, what I'm doing that I built from the ground up. Right. I like to think so, mm-hmm. but I don't know that there will ever come a day that I'm, I don't want to be somewhat a part of it till mm-hmm. the day that I die. Yeah. Um, I don't, that, Oh, I've never thought of retirement. Do business people do that? I, I've heard of, I've heard of it <laughs> happening. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I certainly have a different, um, idea of what that might look like someday because I, I'm kind of the same way. Like if you love what you're doing, why retire? You know, if, yeah. That's all, you know, it's always been my thought, but, 
But then again, I don't know, there may be a day that I say, gosh, I just, I do want to go play golf more. You know, I don't know. So, um, but, uh, but I, I love what you're saying there. And I think, uh, you know, especially in a, in a situation like you're in where you've, where you've built this thing and, and obviously the hope and dream is that, um, when you're, you know, 70 years old, that this thing is still going and growing and, um, you know, that it would be very difficult to walk away from that and not at least kind of have your hands in it and know what's going on and kind of, you know, just seeing this thing. And, and, and um, so I, I certainly understand and respect where you're coming from. And I, and I tend to agree with that, that just the idea of like legitimately, truly saying, okay, I'm just never going to work anymore. Like I, I have trouble with that. Like I can't even, I, I enjoy like work is an oasis for me. Like this right. is my getaway sometimes. Right, absolutely. Um, and so, it, yeah, it's hard to even even think about that. But um, so I, I certainly understand where you're coming from. I, I think, think the moment that I retire would be the moment that I feel not that I would not have a day of work, but the moment right. that. And I think we need to do this as leaders. Like I, you know, I, I love going back to this thing that I've been toying with. A true leader is developing other leaders. Yeah. Um, and so that sometimes is hard, but I recognize that I need to do a better job of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess the moment I can retire is when I realize that somebody else could probably do it 10 times Mm -hmm. better than I do. Um, and, and realizing that I'm developing right now is a a core, like I'm only in my thirties, but I'm Mm -hmm. in a core spot where I do need to be thinking that should be part of my plan. I laugh like do people really retire, right, but right. in order to be able to grow a business and an organization and, and have your legacy left, I mm-hmm. think that you have to think of what does the next 30 years look like? Who will replace you to run yeah. an organization and mm-hmm. be a leader to create, continue to mm-hmm. be that domino effect? Yeah. Yeah. And that, no, I think that's excellent. I think that's a great way to think about it. Um, you know, it's one of those things maybe we have to at least consider, but the reality is so far off. <laughs> But uh, so uh, so along those lines, what do you do whenever you leave here today? You find out that you just want a million dollars. What do you do with that? Um, well, being in the nonprofit world, <laughs> I definitely donate most of it. Yeah, yeah. You understand <laughs> um, the impact that can have. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think for for me, you know. It's so funny because, you know, the um, Powerball, the lottery was like big. So people had a lot of questions about what would you do with that money? And I realistically thought most in some of the conversations I had with people, people were saying like, I would hire chefs. I would no longer have to cook. I would hire personal assistants to do my laundry and things like that. But I realized what motivates me in life Mm -hmm. in the place that I'm at is to giving to others, but also to have, be part of it. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I have to, what I preach, I have to walk, like walk what you talk, yeah. walk the walk, yeah. you know, talk yeah. the talk, right. that, that type of thing. Yeah. So I think I would never pay for someone else to do something I can do myself. Yeah. But maybe I would pay for a life coach yes. <laughs> to help me facilitate. Look, I don't want to make this decision. Just figure this out. Um, yeah. But I definitely would give back. And I think that I would set up a, maybe a retirement to where I could work for free for my nonprofit. There you go. There we go. That's I'll what bet. I would probably yeah. do. Good. Good. <laughs> well, so let's talk about how we can help some others. And, and the first way that I like to think about this is I think it's good for people to hear and understand um, characteristics within themselves, characteristics within others that, um, that people are looking to, that people migrate to, 
And so, um, and so the, the first part of this is really, what are some personality characteristics that you either enjoy working for or that you enjoy working with? Personalities that you just enjoy being around, that you, could, that you kind of migrate towards, um, that provide energy for you. What are those personality traits like? Um, people who are motivated just to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I think for me, and that I challenge myself on this all the time, um, I don't, you know, like in asking the same questions and then I had to evaluate myself like yeah. exactly what you're asking me to do for you. <laughs> um, you know, like in, in thinking about that, you know, they're understanding, they're flexible, right. they're dependable, they're right. able to manage people. But I think that for me, the characteristics I look for are, are they motivated to do the right thing mm-hmm. and do what is right because it's the right thing to do and not by because they have a title or they feel entitled to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like people who just connects and networks with people. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's my personality. I think that's what I, I, I inspire to do for right. others. Right. Um, is, mm-hmm. is show them that I wouldn't ever do anything. I wouldn't ever ask them to do anything I wouldn't do for myself. Sure. And that's really the quality of whenever I look at a leader. Yeah. I don't, I look at them to, and my mentors and the, the characteristics is never delegate something just because you can. Yeah. And because you don't want to deal with it yourself. But, and if you're going to delegate that, maybe explain that delegation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and work to it as a team where they want that delegation. Yeah. Is that, I don't know if yeah. I'm talking in circles. No, no, I, no, I, I exactly what you're saying there that, um, you know, being able to, you know, we talked about this again, kind of before we went on this concept, of like be the manager that you want to have mm-hmm. and, and being able to, you know, don't ask someone to do something just cause you don't want to do it. Ask them because it needs to get done and because it's their role or you want to empower them or because you don't have time or whatever. Um, but, but, uh, have a willingness to do things and, and be willing to jump in. And I think that is a good, uh, that's certainly a good personality trait to have. I think that's, that's a great thing to share with others. Um, especially as, you know, people that look into get into leadership roles, you know, there's sort of some do's and don'ts. And, and one of them is don't get into a leadership role because you think it's going to be less stressful or because mm-hmm. you want to boss other people around. Like that's not, you're going to be a terrible leader. Um, and so you, you've got to be willing to do the things that have to get done. Um, it, you know, to really motivate people. And it's good to be around those personalities of people that want to do the same thing, um, that are willing to, to, to lead by example sometimes when needed. Well, and I think one of the things that um, I've learned as a characteristic I had that mm-hmm. I had to change. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize this until in what my employees were thinking I was doing was micromanaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I get that, but it wasn't that I wanted to do it at, by any means. Right. I did not want to micromanage, but being a leader, I had a sense of guilt yeah. of asking someone to do something I could do for myself because that's what I'm, I would never right. ask you to do something I wouldn't do yeah. for myself. But yeah. in walking away and realizing, yes, they had that role. They had that, expe- right. they knew that was an expectation. Yeah. We've talked about it, but I had a sense of guilt. Like if I had free time. Yeah. Then I can help just you and just that. take care of it, so you didn't right. have. I was trying to always take off their plate, right? And right. I never really show you that I'm willing to help. Yes, yeah. and trying yeah. to do that because that's what I value. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't realize they viewed it yeah. as a micromanaging. Right. Yeah. And so I had to really deal with this guilt that mm-hmm. I had of stepping away and letting them be. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that I didn't feel like they were confident in it. Right. Um, right. I had all the confidence in the world. I just, mm-hmm. I felt it was right. more about me. Right. I felt guilty. Yeah. And it's part of providing that autonomy to say, you know, here's the separation and, um, and, and either, you know, you finding other things or just empowering them to do it. And that is a, that's a really tough thing, especially as a young leader, a young manager to, um, to that, that is, that is doing it for the absolute right reasons. But that perception is reality. And the perception is they asked me to do this. And then five minutes later, like they're over here following this stuff. <laughs> you asked me to file it. I'm perfectly capable. And yeah, that's, that's, I think that's a great lesson learned. Um, it's important to, to understand and see that in yourself and know how to, how to change that. I'm still trying that. to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> on a daily basis. Yes. So let's talk about kind of on the flip side of that. Are, are there any personality traits that you've experienced um, that you know are just sort of toxic for you, that, that you know you don't enjoy working with, you don't want to be around, that if you can try to avoid that you will do that? Oh, wow. Um, me personally, not wanting, it's hard now that I'm in the role that I am because like, you know, I'm that kind of the top of the chain type of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. um, my leaders are my board and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that me personally would be the non-do, like non-motivated, yeah. I'm just, I'm putting in time. Like this is yeah. just a, a job for me. Right. And putting in time. So I'm, I'm more like the qualities and characteristics personal you know, of a go-getter, um, strong, and more of a great communicator. Yeah. Whether yeah. it is, I'm going, you know, I think sometimes we struggle with communication because we don't want to have those tough conversations. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to beat around the bush and yeah. trying to not. So I'm more of a, I like someone that will, you know, if I'm going to look at my growth, um, mm. I want it to shoot me straight and let's talk about it and communicate right. and come up with a plan versus, you know, be passive aggressive about it. So yeah. I, I, I don't like those type of characteristics in people who I'm led by right. is right. passive aggressive, um, non-confrontational. I love that. Um, just because we don't agree with something doesn't mean that it's a conflict or an argument. Right. It mm-hmm. is that, we got to collaborate to figure it out. Yeah, that's where growth happens. Um, so, yeah, I, and I think I'm trying to figure out, realizing from a leadership standpoint, that the people who work with me, I never like to say for me, mm-hmm. but the people that's who good. work with mm-hmm. me, um, we all value leadership in a different way. Yeah. yeah. And um, I realized that my staff, you know, I was delegating and they were thinking, well, they have the leadership qualities because she's delegating to them and not to me. And when I realized that that's not what I'm doing, like I don't like titles, I don't yeah. like those type of things, that's not how the personalities of my staff, of the staff. Yeah. Yeah. So we do a lot of personality tests. I've mm-hmm. learned a lot through like basic personality mm-hmm. tests mm-hmm. and realizing what I sense as a value is not what they sense as a value and trying to navigate and realizing those personalities. and us as a team figuring out those personalities. So I think mm-hmm. just taking the, I don't know, I, I'm being around that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's Hit it head on. Yeah. Um, and, and so again, as we kind of think about how we might be able to help others that are striving for um, some form of success in their life, uh, are there any, uh, you know, resources that you might recommend um, or that have been something to you, whether it be books or authors or, um, you know, speakers or just things that you, conferences, anything 
that you've experienced that you would recommend to others that, that you feel like have helped you along the way in your career? Um, well, I'm still navigating that for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some great books. I love the compound effect and, mm-hmm. um, this developing a leadership model, um, is a book that I'm reading currently. I'm not good with remembering authors. Mm-hmm. So I sure. apologize. Sure. Um, but one of the things that I bring, I get the most value out of, um, again, I think we tend to surround ourselves um, with like-minded business people. You know, like, uh, for example, I'm in the world of special needs. Right. So that doesn't mean I should only network in the world of special needs. Sure. I think the growth of me as a leader Mm -hmm. and and as an organization, you know, when I I meet for coffee, I'm more of a personal person. Like, I'm a talker. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, it's most of my professional development has come sitting at a lunch table mm-hmm. or grabbing coffee with yeah. people who are in leadership business, you know, right. whether that is in realty, whether that is, you know, through the chamber, mm-hmm. a, a bank, anything like that, just because I've, I want to hear what, how they're doing life, how they're balancing life. Right. right, right. Um, and just be able to ask those basic questions mm-hmm. because Although I love those books, sometimes the books are not relatable to me being mm-hmm. a woman, young, mm-hmm. raising a family, and starting her own nonprofit right. business. Yeah. yeah, you know that's sometimes really hard to connect with. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I love surrounding myself with people, and that's what I would, um, especially creating a board too, mm-hmm. and looking at that. Is I never love people that will only tell me what I want to hear. Yeah. And being like a yes, like a yes doer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and be like, I don't, those are not the people that help me to grow. And so right. I'm trying to find more of those people that will challenge me. Yeah. And sometimes, and get me out of my comfort zone. Like, I yeah. don't like doing big networking events. Like, I have a lot of social anxiety about that. Yeah. But I have to put myself, I don't look at myself as a business person. Right. Um, And I don't look at myself as a leader. I realize that I am a leader and I impact people. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, when I look at myself in the mirror, I don't see myself that way. I still see myself as that college kid that (laughs) loves to have a great time. I just try to surround myself with people that are out of my comfort zone that Mm -hmm. challenge me. Yeah, I think that's great. And and, and that's a great place to... Um, to get inspiration, that's a great way to get resources. And I think the where you where you you know I think what's brilliant about that is sometimes our tendency is to get people that say this is you've got a great idea, this is wonderful, I love the way you've done this. And but but I think so much that key there is to find those people just as you've said that are going to challenge you. Oh, It'll yes. say that might be a good idea. What if? What about? What happens when? Um, or no, that's a terrible idea. That's not going to work. And, and um, it's great to have people in your life that are willing to say that. And for you to have the realization and understanding, too, that like, that's a good thing. Like, I'm not going to get my feelings hurt over that. I need that. Because I know I think you and I are fairly similar just in like, you know, you get there's a million ideas. Right. And I, I've often say, you know, I have a million ideas a day and like three of them actually come out of my mouth and one a week may actually be good. <laughs> and so... Um, you need people around you that tell you when the other ones are bad, mm-hmm. because if not, you'll get, you'll do a whole lot of things and you won't get anything done. Right. And so, it, it, I think that is that's I think it's a um, that's great advice. You know, as far as resources, look for those local people, the people around you that you can leverage and lean on. Because the one that will be straight with me is the one I'm taking the idea to be like, 
have you thought about this? Right. You're crazy. There's no way you have time to do right. that. Right. Then I keep yeah. like, then it's a collaboration. And then, then after I, right. they make me think logically exactly. out of things yeah. and, and either that, I'm going to prove them wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And then that, that finally gets you to the point of, okay, this one may work or you know what, that's an idea for another time. Right. And, um, uh, and, and maybe it's worth just letting go of for right now. <laughs> Sometimes it's important to know too. Um, so before we close out here, what advice might you be able to give to other people out there that are striving for whatever success is in their life? What kind of advice could you give to people before we end? Wow. Um, humble and happiness. Like they go mm-hmm. hand in hand when you're successful. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, um, Success to me, success is not defined by um, what you thought it should be. And when you reach that point, it's when you, at the end of the day, can go home and be just happy with where you're at Mm -hmm. from your day to day. Yeah. If every day you can wake up and just be happy of knowing, or and you don't dread something. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how big your bank account is, or how big your business has grown, Mm -hmm. or how you know how many franchises, or how Mm -hmm. many additions. I think at the end of the day, as long as you're happy mm-hmm. with how you got there yeah. and yeah. you didn't distort um, who your character is to get mm-hmm. there, I think that is just being true to who you are yeah. and not do a change your goal and your mission mm-hmm. based on that challenging person that said, did you not think, you know, mm-hmm. not being able to, knowing not to when you're going the wrong way to prove people wrong. Right. Or you're going the wrong way to make somebody else happy and not yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That 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 would be my biggest of advice. That that's what I'm trying to live by. Try, striving for it every day. <laughs> yes. Well, that is great advice, and thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. Thank you for taking time out to come join Business Playmakers and, and share your story with some other people. Thank you for checking out today's Business Playmaker. Links to the resources discussed in today's episode are available in the show notes. For more information and resources from your host, you can visit him at www.kylegorman.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for the latest episodes. And until next time, make it a great day.